Sundays are made for friends, family, family. and oldies. Most yesterday's right there on the X Men's oldies show. Another uh, feed me Sunday cruising inside your radio, and and what is happening March 18th? Chicano Music Festival at the Low High Social Club. That's uh, twenty nine ninety five Commercial Street in San Diego with Tierra, the Delphonics, the Midnighters, Rocky Padilla, Kid Frost. Going to help Mr. Shadow. I love Mr. Shadow. Mr. Little One's going to be there as well. And, uh, of course, Richard Bean of Malo will be there as well, performing all the way live. And we'd like to welcome Mr. Bean to the radio show. How you doing, sir? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? Thank you. Appreciate I, the love, man. I, I'm so happy that you're on the show. We were talking off the off the air how we've just never run into each other. How many shows I've done with, with Malo and uh, just never had a chance to meet you and... Thanks for coming on the radio program. I really appreciate it so much. Oh, same here. Yeah, thank you for having me, like I said. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the show on the 18th. I think it should be really nice. A lot of great acts, a lot of good music, good vibes, uh, you know. So, you're going to be there, of course, right? I'm going to be singing with you. I'm going to sing yeah, yeah, Suavecito. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, Rich. You know what? I don't mind. As long as you sing a tune, that's all right. <laughs> I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna go home right now and go to go to the restroom and practice. Oh, Doing a little background. That's fine. I'm practicing now, dude. Once again, Richard Beat of, of the group Malo. Richard, now, how did you get your start? How did you get in, into music? Where did that all start for yourself? Oh man, and, uh, you talk about a lifetime of music, and, and uh, I actually I started singing when I was about 15 years old. You know, what what, what uh, artists were you listening to? Well, actually, uh, back then I was uh, I was uh, younger. Where it was a lot of uh, rhythm and blues, you know, um, a lot of R and B, um, you know. So um, my neighbors and stuff used to uh, have a lot of R and B, and I, I, me and my uh, friends back then, uh, when I was growing up, we used to have a little doo wop group as well. You know, I was, I was really young. You know what I'm saying? Right. But we try to, you know, um, sing like like uh, things that we heard, and 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 try to, uh, uh, you know, just kind of copy what we heard and stuff like that. But Actually, I got, um, when I really started singing was, um, even though I, could, I knew I could carry a voice, uh, you know, carry a, uh, a tune or something like that, uh, we had this, back there when the, uh, the, we were the Malibus back then, uh, the first Malibus, that was, this was with, before Arcelio joined the band. Um, we had a, we had another singer in the band, and um, he was in another band. Back then, they had a lot of battles with bands, so uh, I was playing saxophone at the time, and um, um, so he was in another band. And uh, they wanted to battle us, but he didn't want to sing with our band. He wanted to sing with the other band that he was in. Oh, wow. So we didn't have a singer, so my manager, um, who was the bass player's uh, father, he just said, hey, Richard, why don't you just learn the songs and sing? And I said, oh, well, I guess so, you know. So <laughs> so I started, I picked up the, I started singing the songs. I learned the songs, went to the battle of the bands, and we beat them. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> so he wanted to come back into the band, but it was too late. He told me, hey. Sorry, man. I got your job now, man. <laughs> so that's how it starts. So they pushed you into into singing then. You were just doing sax yeah, and backup about, vocals? Uh, I think I was about 16, 17 years old at the time, yeah. Wow. Um, what, was it a big Was it a big dream for you to become a rock and roll star, to be a singer of a band? Well, you know what? I, I never even thought about it. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I never really knew what I really... I mean, I, I was good in mechanics and stuff like that, you know, in high school, you know? Um... But I never really got thought about, uh, you know, singing and stuff as a professional. Uh, but, you know, as the years went by and stuff, um, I guess it just kind of, you know, there was nothing else I could do but sing and, and just write music and stuff. So it was, it, it grew to be a part of me, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
And and of course, uh, you grew up in in San Francisco in the Mission District. Yeah, that, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was uh, the Malibu's. And then uh, when I left the band to start another band with Abel Zarate called the Righteous Ones, um, that was with the bass player and uh, Abel myself. Abel Zarate, which actually was uh, the guitar player also, and uh, Marlo's first album, um, along with Orhe. But we had another band called the Righteous Ones. And then when that broke up, because my the bass player went to uh, went to Vietnam, and then um, uh, our studio joined the Malibus back then, and I rejoined the Malibus with Arsoyo, so we became like a, a one and two punch, you know what I'm saying? Right. And how did how did you transition from uh, from the Malibus to, to Malo? How did that happen? That happened was where we were performing as, as the Malibus. Um, uh, we were uh, performing at some uh, at uh, Chico State in, uh, up in Northern California, and um, this girl uh, that we knew, her name was Carol Steele. Uh, she ended up playing with uh, Stevie Winwood. She was just uh, out in the audience yelling, Malo, 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 Malo. And it kind of like grew on us. said, hey, you know, that sounds pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> she came backstage and she said, you know, you guys should call yourselves Malo, you know? Not Malo back then, he's bad, right? So right. bad, I guess. So so that that's how, you know, I remember, you know, but... Um, so that's how we came from the transition from Malibu's to Malo uh, back then. Wow, that, what a, what a great story! I thought like you guys were in the garage, were you know speaking Spanglish oh, yeah. at each other, well, and then that word well, came we out. We rehearsed in the garage uh, in uh, San Francisco, uh, where we were uh, learning all the tunes back then. Um, uh, we were uh, I had a I was living on in Mission District, and um, we actually we put together a lot of songs downstairs in a in basement. There was a room downstairs where we kind of crammed everybody in there. And that's when or that's when Orhe Santana came first came into the band. Um, um, the, the guitar player back then brought him in and introduced him to the band, and he wanted to audition, so he auditioned uh, for the Malibus, and he ended up uh, staying with us. And then, of course, history is you know history is after that is uh, was written because he became part of, a big part of Model after that. Right, right, and uh, so the Malibus to to Malo, and then getting a hold of uh, Jorge Santana, uh, a part of the group. Of course, you played it on his record and wrote a song called "Love the Way." Tell us about this uh, song, "Love the Way," which is actually my wedding song. I got to tell you right oh, now. Yeah, the, uh, "Love the Way" was actually um, written as a love song, uh, as an inspiration uh, for my wife who had, uh, who had passed away many years ago. You know. Um, but, um, uh, there was just something that I, I came up with, um, in the middle of the night, I started, uh, was, I was playing guitar at the time, also, and, uh, when I went on tour with Jorge as well, I was playing guitar, but, um, went down there in the middle of the night, was putting some chords together and started singing this uh, song, and uh, later on it became, um, we put it on Jorge Santana's, uh, CD, you know, back then. Yeah, and that, that was the, uh, biggest, uh, biggest song on his record. Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah. I mean, even though me and Orhe wrote a lot of the other songs together, and um, and uh, we, you know, we co-wrote a lot of songs. I ran, I sang all the songs on the on the album. Um, yeah, that was uh, seemed to be. But there were some other songs in there that was that a lot of people still like too, as well. You know, I, I think the whole album is a great album. If you get a chance to pick it up, it's one of the hardest albums to get, by the way. 
Uh, well, that's true. That's I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem because I have locked. <laughs> you have the masters <laughs> in your closet. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm holding on to those for now. You know what I'm saying? They, they become treasure later on. But, yeah, you know, how, uh, how the record company back then give you like 20, 20 or 25, 50 albums, you know. So, yeah, I still have a few albums, so I'm going to hold on to those for now. Let's get to the highest bidder. You know what <laughs> Put it on eBay. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> once, oh, once again, man. we're speaking with Richard Bean of Malo. He wrote the song uh, "Suavecito," and of course, he wrote uh, a lot of songs with Jorge Santana. In fact, we're going to play uh, "Love the Way." Like I said, it was my wedding song. I love this record. It's it's a beautiful song, and and, and this was dedicated to your to your wife, correct? I mean, wife passed away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, maybe, uh, over, over 10 years now. Maybe 12 years now, you know. But this song was written back in the 70s, so um, it was a long way. All right, let's hear it right now. This is uh, Jorge Santana, Richard Bean, singing lead vocals, wrote the song. This is Love the Way, right here on the X-Men's Oldie Show. My guest tonight, Richard Bean of Malo.
The X-Men's Oldie Show with Richard Bean of Malo on the radio program. Of course, that's Jorge Santana's song, Love the Way, uh, written and sung by Richard Bean. And how long did it take you to write that that song? That's such a beautiful song, by the way. Um, um well, it came in different phases, you know. I guess uh, the melody and uh, the chords came right away. And then uh, as we, uh, you know, played it more and more and more, we fine-tuned it more. So it, it's hard to say, you know, like maybe... Maybe at least maybe at least six months or so. You know what I'm saying? So, did you think when you were writing that record, you think that people were going to fall in love with it and use it for their weddings? Like I said, I used it for my wedding because it was such a long record, and you could loop it, and people would still be, you know, dancing and enjoying the wedding. But did you well, know it was going to be a hit? First of all, you know, I want to thank you so much. You know, I'm honored that you know you showed that to uh, be your wedding song. You know, but. Uh, um no, as a matter of fact, when I guess when I wrote that song, I, I never really knew because I never even knew it was going to be in the radio. You know, um, I guess that never that just happens. You know, you know when people start hearing it more and they request it more and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised it, it did take off. You know, with Sean Moore, his album. But you know, a lot of people still think that Orhe sang that song, so I don't know. Or he never really sang. You know, he never really sang any songs. But uh, he did play some good guitar. But uh, um, but uh, some people say, "Hey, Orhe, that's Orhe Santana singing on the song." And I go, "Oh man, really? <laughs> Give me some prompts, man." I, I have to. Uh, it's funny because I'll say Jorge Santana's "Love the Way," and and I'll get your fans will be emailing me. Saying, hey, you got to mention Richard Bean. He's the one that wrote that song and sang that song. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, I will, I will. So I, I got to make sure that that I continue well, you got to do that. Fans there. <laughs> Pe- people love you out here, Richard. They they love they love your music. Oh, um, yeah. but you, uh, uh, where, where does your writing come from? Does, does it does it come from just uh, your daily life and living and and just kind of what inspires you um, to write this you know, all this music? Um, it's like you know, I've I've always got my um. My my well now back then I you know was a little cassette recorder you know you carry around you know what I'm saying, um so I used to just like make, come to these ideas and I'm driving or something I get a little hum start humming something or whatever and get little ideas I put it on the cassette I have like so many ideas at home that I just it's just like wow I mean back then it was a lot of cassettes cassette 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 so I got I probably got over hundreds hundreds of songs that are. Either completed or not completed, or just ideas. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but uh, they're just uh, bits and pieces and stuff. And I think when I hear something, you know, that just kind of sounds a little bit you know, interesting to me. I just put it on a cassette, and then I'll try to wor- I'll work it out. You know, to where it becomes, you know, more of a song. You know, and uh, but uh, the, I guess my ideas just come from a lot of different things, uh, different thoughts, uh, uh, ideas. Um, Things that are going on around with people, people falling in love. There's no rhyme and reason, you know what I'm saying? How, how was it collaborating with Jorge Santana on, on, oh, on that great. Meeting? We spent a lot of time together, you know. Um, people don't really uh, realize how much time we really spent together, you know what I'm saying? Um, writing these songs. and um, But um, it was nice. Me and Jorge really had a great, uh, had a great relationship, you know. I, I, I still miss him, you know. Um well, sad, you know, even Arcelio, you know, for that matter, you know. Right, rest in peace to both of them. Up together, you know. I've known all of them for over 50 years, you know. So, um, so yeah, it kind of saddens me that, you know, uh, they have passed on. 
But yeah, it was, it, it was nice. It was being, even with our studio, we had a nice time. He used to be, we used to tour together. He used to be my, um, my, my roommate, as a matter of fact. So there was crazy <laughs> stories there, but I'm not going to say I've I heard some of those stories, by the way, from some uh, some folks up in the, the Bay Area have told me those stories. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, we had a great, uh, we had a great report, you know what I'm saying? And then we wrote some other songs, too, that nobody really knows. We had a rock and roll band, Jeff. Called Jet, which is a four piece rock and roll band. Um, right after uh, we did the uh, Ori Santana album, me and him got together. It was back in the 80s. Uh, we put together like about 22 rock songs. A lot of people wow. never even heard them. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever release um, those on, on an album? I played it for, I played it for my wife, the demo tape, and she didn't even know it was me. Really? <laughs> she goes, Yeah, she was asking, Who's that saying? Who's that group? I said, well, that's me and Ori. I'm me and Ori. She was surprised because I was singing more rock, uh, you know, rock tunes and stuff. But uh, no, they're really good stuff. And Ori is really like, you know, he's a great guitar player, you know. The things that he did and opposite of what he was doing with Ma with the Ori Santana band, I mean, he was like off the wall, you know. She was like, you got, it's like you cut him loose and he was gone, you know what I'm saying? Right. That yeah. Once again, Richard Bean of Malo, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. I I'm going to be digging into some uh, uh, Sapo, which was another band that you founded with Jorge Santana. We're going to play a little bit of that. Uh, I don't, how would you how would you describe that music? The uh, music from Sapo was it uh, Chicano rock? Would you say Chicano uh, soul, Latin soul? I mean, uh -huh. it's, it's, it, I guess it's, it's still it's like a Latin it's like Latin rock. Um, Latin rock, jazz, funk, blues, I think, you know what I'm saying? It's got a little bit of everything, you know what I'm saying? And a little bit of just, uh, yeah, it was just a jumping down. The name of the band is called Sabo because it's jumping music, man, you know? <laughs> good, good music, good jumping music. We'll be back in just a few quick break. Uh, Richard Bean of Malo uh, hanging out tonight right here on the X-Man's Oldies Show. Sundays are made for friends, family, family. and oldies. It's the X-Man's Oldies Show.
can talk over that last uh, piano. <laughs> that is such oh, a beautiful yeah. song. Uh, Sapo can't make it. Of course, we got Richard Bean of Malo on the radio program. He was also a founding member of the group Sapo, along with Jorge Santana. And uh, where was the inspiration from that song? Where did that come from? Uh, that song actually was um, came from an inspiration of uh, you know somebody maybe uh, looking across um, the you know across the dance hall or somewhere just or even just you know seeing somebody from across the way and just uh, um, you know seeing them for the first time and seeing how you know how how what kind of feelings they would have for that person you know what I'm saying and it's kind of like deep thoughts you know and um, that kind of inspiration like that. Trying to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you know, or how they would feel, how they would react in a situation. Like the first time I saw you, you were just standing there, you know. First time I saw you there, you were beyond compare. Tell me why? Why can't you see? Can't you see what you're doing to me? You know. What I'm saying? Well, was there uh, uh, was there a woman in your life that was that inspired you to write that record? Uh, well, I mean, you well, know, it's kind of hard to say. I guess there was, some, you know, I was dating a lot at the time, you know. So, but um. Uh, it, it probably might, might have came from that. I don't know. Just sometimes, uh, I mean, music just comes from, from out of nowhere, you know, but, uh, but that was basically the, the thoughts behind that song, you know. But I do want to, want to mention also that, you know, the musicians in that band, you know, Kincaid Miller, the keyboard player, uh, uh, also Jose Simon, which was a comedian, uh, with Robin Williams. He, uh, they put together a lot of good shows together in San Francisco. He's my bass player. Uh, Oscar Estrella, who's, Who's with me now? He plays guitar with me now. He's a guitar oh, wow. player. And then also um, there was uh, Raul Rico who played with Santana after he played with Mal with Malo and Sapo. Um, they gave him a lot of credit uh, for playing with Santana, but they don't know Raul Rico, the Congo player in the band, actually was with Sapo before he went to Santana. So, um, and then of course. His um, he's yeah, he's on the album. So you know, a lot of great musicians in the, in the, on, on this album here. Plus the horns, you know, just it's a great album, you know. And you know, this this was like in the early seventies when this record came out. And uh, was there a lot of bands playing that kind of style? Because when I when I first discovered your group Sapo, you know, my my friend Jimmy said you got to listen to this group, man. You're going to enjoy the music. And and from 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 the from the top of the album to the next, to, from the A side to the B side, every song. It was, it was very powerful with music and horn section and arrangements with some that Latin soul, that Latin flavor in there as well. Did they have a lot of bands like that performing that way? Mm, I don't believe so. No, no, not in the seventies. No, there was a lot of um, um, so it was a lot of, there was a lot of in, 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 uh, experimentation in music. I think in the seventies, you know, uh, people were reaching out for different. Uh, different sounds, I think, is what it was, you know. Because if you listen to a lot of the, even the R&B groups that came out in the 70s and stuff, they, they, yeah, they had their horns and stuff like that, but they never really were more into the melodic end of it, not the powerful end of it, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but uh, I, I wouldn't say there was that, that not that many bands um, that were that had that kind of sound that were, you know, rejected that kind of um uh, energy, you know, like uh, like like Sapo did, and like Malo did, you know, and even Santana. But even Santana didn't have the horns. But he was he, he was have, more rock, right? He was more rock. Yeah. When he had that, well, I think uh, I think uh, Santana had that one song, "Everybody's Everything" or something like that, yeah. where he had the horn. Da 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 da
porn songs that I think he had, you know. But uh, I think he was even trying to do something, you know what I'm saying, trying to bring some sound, some horn sounds into his band with that song. But, um, yeah, it's just a lot of, I think the music, is, I think it's kind of like what they're doing today, you know what I mean? They're just some diverse music right now. It's, it's uh, I guess, just kind of pinpoint what kind of music is really out there, you know what I'm saying? Right, people experimenting, um, trying things. Um, yeah, everything's trending, you know. They got bachata, they got uh, all this, uh, you know, reggaeton, they got, you know, a lot of rap, they got a lot of, you know, just streamline, uh, you know, uh, top 40 uh, uh, music that's out there, you know, by the main, uh, you know, singers that are out there. So there, there's a lot of, a lot of good music still out there right now, too. But a lot of it, like I said before, some, a lot of it's starting to be a little bit monotonous, you know, in some ways, because everybody's doing the same thing, trying to do the same thing, you know. Right. Once again, we're speaking with Richard Bean of Malo performing uh, March 18th at the Chicano Music Festival, Low High Social Club. That's 2995 Commercial Street in San Diego, along with Tierra, the Dauphonics, the Midnighters, Rocky Padilla, Kid Frost, uh, Conejo, Mr. Shadow, Mr. Little One. It's going to be a, a, a good show at Chicano Music Festival. Of course, uh, Richard Bean of Malo will be performing all the songs you've heard tonight. And uh, before we let you go, I, I want to talk to you about the song that made uh, the band Malo famous. It was their, their biggest hit. Of course, you wrote this song. Uh, tell us the story behind the song Suavecito. Where did that well, come from? Have, well, if you haven't heard it, I know. I think Damien might have heard it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. But uh, anyway, I, I, I wrote that song in, a, in algebra class, you know. Um, actually, it's kind of a lengthy, um, you know, story. I usually tell it when I'm doing it live because it, it, it really gets people's perspective of where I was and how what I was and what I was doing at the time. But uh, I was in love with a girl back then when I was in high school. And uh, um, long story short, um, you know, she ended up breaking my heart, you know. I, she was, um, I kind of caught her, you know, pulling around on me and stuff. But uh, uh, but uh, I flunked algebra class <laughs> just to let you know, okay? <laughs> you flunked because you were writing a song about her. Does she know that the song was about her? Well, no, what it was is that I, I, I don't know, algebra, I, I just couldn't get algebra. I just didn't like those things, you know, just something I just, the equations, that just drove me crazy. But so, uh, so I ended up uh, writing poems instead in uh, in the class. So that's when I knew I was going to flunk. So I said, well, I may as well do something more creative while I'm here, you know, because <laughs> I'm flunking it. So, so I ended up doing a, uh, writing a bunch of poems. And one of these poems was uh, Suavecito. And I wrote it for her. And, uh, I took it to a rehearsal, and, um, you know, the guys that were jamming on a little little riff and whatever, and I just started singing these songs, started singing this melody on top of the songs, um, you know, and um, it uh, it just progressed from there. But um, to make the long story short about Suavecito and the girl was that uh, she still, to this day, even though she broke my heart, I never did tell her that I wrote this song for her. Wow. So, and... Um, People ask me, well, what's her name, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I say, well, I'm not... that's just, that's the mystery behind the song. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we will never know. People will never know. They, they've offered me money for it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Richie Valens' Donna. I want to know where Donna's at. Where does she live at? Yeah, right, right. They're, they're, no, I know, I know who she is. No, no, no. What's again? Richard Bean of Malo hanging out tonight. Thank you so much for, for coming on the radio show and, and sharing your stories. I, I love your story. I love your music. I've been a big fan for a long, long time. And, and I'll tell you, uh, Suavecito. 
is just a, a one of my favorite records, and uh, it resonates uh, for generations with people from different backgrounds, and I, I really love it. So thank you so much for your your musical contributions to uh, to my life. <laughs> Well, thank you, uh, 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 Javier, man. I really appreciate the love, man. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, we could do another interview sometime. You know, there, there's more stories to tell, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I have a long career, you know. Uh, probably need an encyclopedia to write everything I've ever done, you know what I'm saying? So, well, but, uh, be nice to, you know, maybe, maybe do some, uh, do another show at some other time and uh, be great. But thank you for having me on the show, and uh, um, I really appreciate it, and I thank you for being such being such a fan, and having for uh, also for having loved the way being your uh, your uh, wedding song. Yes, I'm really honored for that as well. Thank you. Thank you once again, Richard Vino Malo. He will be there on March 18th at Chicano Music Festival at the Low High Social Club. Uh, tickets available along with Tierra de Phonics, the Midnighters, Rocky Padilla, Kid Frost, uh, Mr. Shadow, Mr. Little One, Conejo, and uh, once again, sir, thanks for coming on the radio show. I appreciate it. God bless you. Have a great evening. Uh, thank you so much, Javier. Much love. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.
right there. Suavecito Richard Bean. I want to thank him for coming on the radio show again.